Hello, everybody. Welcome in to another presentation of the Apples and Genos Fantasy Hockey Podcast. I got my guy, Josh Hutchinson, in the building with me. How are we doing today, Hutch? What's up, man? It's been a while since we've been on stream together. I know. It's been too long. It has been far too long, but we got a banger tonight because we are live drafting. So this draft here is put on by Fantasy Puck. They reached out and they asked if we had some people who wanted to be in the draft. And uh, yeah, there's a whole bunch of people in this draft that uh, you may recognize. There's obviously Fantasy Puck guys. We've got Ian Gooding from Dauber. We've got Data Draft. If you're on YouTube, you've probably seen some of their stuff. Same goes for Fired Up Fantasy. We got Fantasy Tipped in here as well. We got Victor Nuno in here as well. We got lots of big names in this draft, so should be great. Uh, I obviously have the second pick, and Josh has the ninth pick. We were talking about it before. We've drafted so many times together. We're working off a lot of the same projections, a lot of the same sheets. I kind of feel like we already know what the other person's going to do. We're not going to pull anything over on the other guy here, so <laughs> I think we're going to talk pretty openly about our strategy as we go through here today but before this draft gets started you can see we're just over three minutes out here did want to run through the settings for everybody's benefit so it's a 12 team league head-to-head points and um, the more uh, i guess important things that you're probably interested in roster settings here to center to left wing to right wing 4d a util spot two goalies four bench and some ir plus spots it is the standard four acquisitions per week, three men goalie appearances, all that good stuff. And then the point system here, goals, assists, power play points, shots on goal, hits and blocks. Goals are worth six, assists worth four, power play points are worth two, shots on goal, 0.9, hits, 0.5, and blocks are worth one. Goaltenders, the stat categories are wins, goals against, saves, shutouts, pretty standard stuff. The value for wins is five, goals against are minus three, saves 0.6, and shutouts three. Uh, anything really sticking out to you here, Josh? I know we've talked a little bit in the early going uh, about the potential strategy we might have here, some of these uh, scoring settings in particular that might uh, sway us one way or another. Yeah, it's not not too crazy. Um, the I think the blocks. Uh, we we talked about how there's a pretty heavy weighting for blocks, so um, so that is definitely factored into to the rankings that I think we're both using. And then yeah, goalies as well. Um, a lot of points for wins, so that that kind of changes my goalie strategy a little bit. I mean, still obviously going zero G, but uh, it may just change change the guys that I'm targeting late in the draft. And Mike, yes, we are getting to biz, baby. Absolutely. Blake's in the chat already. Distinguished gentleman, just crushing at fantasy. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. That's the <laughs> aim here today. We're trying to trying to make apples and Junos look good here today. Trying to represent. Yeah, trying to trying to put ourselves on the map. <laughs> That's for sure. So we got a minute twenty-five here. I'm going to talk a little bit about what I'm thinking here at the second pick. Um, yeah, I think the conventional wisdom, like you can see it in the ADP here, uh, McDavid goes first overall in every draft. That's uh, no mistake every single time. But Dreisaitl has been a pretty consensus too. Like you don't see many people going away from Dreisaitl at number two. He does have the center left wing, which is obviously super valuable. We do have one the one utility spot uh, in this league, which does you know mitigate a little bit of the effect of taking you know a center early or something like that. But uh, 
for myself, like just looking at these settings, this is a strong weight for blocks. And you have a guy here in Austin Matthews who is going to be up there amongst all forwards in blocks, like puts up respectable block numbers for a defenseman, let alone a forward. And if I just plug these scoring settings straight into my projections, Austin Matthews comes out 1.5 fantasy points per game ahead of Leon Dreisaitl and 0.4 ahead of Nathan McKinnon. And I honestly think that uh, that's going to be my pick here at number two. So I think that'll probably shock some people. I don't think that's, uh, that's quite consensus, but uh, we'll get into it here. We're about to get started. Yeah, I 100% concur with that pick, to be honest. I would be doing the same thing. We got Let's go. Chat. Peripherals seem hugely important. That's for sure. Apple's Geno's to the moon. Let's go. It is McDavid first, and I am going Matthews. Hell yeah. I love it. Yeah, this I got Matthews. Interesting. In the, yeah, I got Matthews in the patron league at the, the out of the three spot uh, in our draft. Yeah. Thursday. So I'm rocking That's with Matthews solid. in a couple places. I honestly don't know if I've ever rostered Austin, Austin Matthews in anything other than Dynasty before. It just seemed like he was always a little bit steamed up, but uh, this year it seems like off the down year, I'm I'm getting him in a few spots. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. I've had him in a couple spots before, but uh, it's it's. I mean, you pretty much have to be picking right at the top of the draft for any to get any of these top four guys. I did get him actually in a, in the uh, the five hole listener league this year. Um, it, he he fell to five, and I was really stoked about that. Yeah, Nate McKinnon and Leon Dreisaitl go off the board. Not much surprises there. Not really surprising. Are you hoping for anyone in particular? Are you? I'm. I my hope is uh, that my boy Kirill the Thrill falls to me at nine. I think it's definitely possible. Um, if not, there are a lot of names that uh, that I'm considering here. I think yeah. Kale McCarr, Kale McCarr at nine, I don't think is a huge stretch. Um, I'm looking at Ranton, although he's probably going to go soon. Pasternak goes off the board. Um, I've got Kucherov near the top of my list here. Yeah, there's a lot of options for sure. I think it is interesting to think about. I, I feel like people still don't really realize the what the what to do with defensemen, right? So. In a format like this, so in the Patron League, I, I'll preface this, in the Patron League, uh, where we had the deeper uh, lineups, where we have three center, three left wing, three right wing, plus the util spot, and then the 4D, uh, the value of the defenseman in that league is significantly different than the value of defensemen in this league, I would say, right, Josh? Because mm-hmm. you're just starting more defensemen in your, as a percentage of your overall starting lineup. So yep, exactly. Kinnan and Kucherov, you're on the clock. What are we doing here? I'm going Kirill, baby. Kirill the thrill. He's falling way too far in drafts. It's it's shocking. Yeah. I haven't been able to to capitalize on it yet, but I've uh but I'm taking advantage now. Yeah. I got a huge projection on Kaprizov this year. 51 goals, 109 points. I think that's well within the realm of possibility. Lost in everything that was last year, the season that was, how they tried to make everybody who was not Ryan Hartman his center. Hartman was injured too, but um, they basically tried all of these really terrible centers that they have there instead of anyone that was actually halfway decent, and it really dragged down Kaprizov. 
uh, just in terms of conversion percentages. Like he had the worst shooting percentage, worst on ice shooting percentage, but he actually improved all of his other rate stats. Mm-hmm. Plus, he added two minutes time on ice. Like, I think it's wheels up for Kaprizov this year, and I'm fully on board with that pick at the one nine. We see Jason Robertson go one ten, Jack Hughes one eleven, and we're to the turn here. So this will be interesting when we start to come back around. Um, who are you thinking here at the two oh four, if you can? Um, well, I, well, Makar goes, I was going to say Makar, but I had a feeling he was probably going to go at the turn there. So Makar and Brady Kachuk go at the turn. That's those are pretty typical picks at 12 and 13. Um, man, I have, I have Roman Yossi pretty high on my list. Uh, Alex Ovechkin, Tage Thompson. Those are the three I'm looking at right now. Um, and yeah, it's really, really just whoever ends up falling to me. Yeah, I think those are probably the next three off the board. Ovechkin and Thompson for sure. Yossi has been falling a little bit later just because of the Nashville factor, but I'm still really high on him. Uh, gets a lot of blocks too, which is which is really nice in this format. Uh, tons of shots for a defenseman. Yeah, and I don't think that's going to change. So Tage Thompson goes. Yeah, Thompson does go there, and I. I think that's a good pick. I, I don't have a huge projection on Thompson, only 92 points, 47 goals, but you know, that's still with just 18 minutes, 45 seconds, average time on ice. He didn't play a ton of minutes last year. Like, I feel like there's a scenario in which he bumps up like the same way Kaprizov did last year that Tage Thompson bumps up to 21 minutes this year. And all of a sudden he's like this 120 point beast. And I really think that's within the realm of possibility. So Elias Pettersson goes there, and so what are we thinking here? I think I'm I'm gonna have to go with Yossi. I, I I'm I'm big on Roman Yossi this year. I have him in a lot of places. I I know, I know that the Nashville team situation is not amazing up front, but I I still think Yossi's gonna have a huge year this year. Maybe not maybe not like the ninety whatever point pace that he was on two years ago. Um, but I, I think he's going to bounce back and he's going to be, I mean, going to play so many minutes this year. Uh, it, it's, uh, I, I, I think, I think he's going to be better than people think. I think he's falling further than he should be. Yeah. We got Joshua in here, Matthew, 60 goals incoming. I hope so for my team. Cause I got him in a couple of spots now. So I'm hoping for it for sure. Not just because I'm a Leafs fan. Victor's in the chat too. Surprise everyone and take a goal. You'd like that, wouldn't you, Victor? <laughs> a lot of times about how Victor has been doing zero G long before I even gave it a name. So yeah, I think uh, Victor would be pretty happy if I did that. But uh, not not today, buddy. Not today. We'll see. We do get Ovechkin off right after your pick, which is no surprise. Uh, I'll be curious to see how this shakes out here. Um, I'm thinking about a few names. Uh, Stutzla is someone I thought might go, and I'm okay with that. He's a little bit down my board um, just based on my projection. I'm kind of hoping for a defenseman and a forward at this turn would be ideal, in my opinion. Um, I'm not sure I'm not sure that's going to happen, but that would be kind of my ideal situation. I'd love to not be backed into a spot where I feel like the best player is another center and just have two centers up front. That wouldn't feel great. Barkov is there, then he really starts to feel like uh, best player available situation. Yeah, uh, for sure. But I do also have some love for JT Miller in this format. He does have center right wing. Um, so we'll I see. like, uh, I, I feel like Dougie Hamilton. I think it's pretty reasonable 
for him to end up in your in your range there. I feel like that's a pretty solid pick. <laughs> Ian's asking in the uh, in the lead chat, is this going to be a zero G draft? Asking for a friend. Nope. Just... <laughs> and then the goalie goes off the board right away. <laughs> it's just Sturkin. <laughs> So yeah, I do think Hamilton is someone that I'm interested in here. I'm not sure if I have to take him here or if I can wait. If you can wait, yeah. I'm interested in for sure is Miller. It's a reach by ADP, but you know, in a league in a league setting where everybody uh, is pretty on top of things and, and has a good idea uh, of where players should be taken, I guess I would say. I think I got to go with Miller here and push the defenseman just because I think there's more options at defenseman later and I just want the right wing eligibility there. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if, if I'm going to love that pick, uh, but overall I think I'm okay with it. And then we'll see if I get Hamilton to fall back here. If it's not Hamilton, then I might go back for somebody like Barkov. If Barkov is there to bring it, uh, Ooh. Switch back to the. It's looking good, my friend. It's looking good. Bring it there. I'm just looking at who else. Stamkos would be an option for me here as well. Uh, with the center left wing, I could kind of round things out, get some dual eligibility going. That would be okay with me. It's not my favorite look, but um, I think it would. Oh, and another goalie. So you're you're golden, my friend. Yeah, I think I think this might be Dougie Hamilton for me here. Just thinking through the other defensemen I might be able to get. But as I mentioned, in a format like this where we have seven, probably seven forwards starting on any given day and four defensemen, I do kind of feel like I want to have some of that elite defenseman early and feel that I can probably make up some of the forward value later on. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's the route I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Hamilton here. I have the same strategy. I'm not on board with the 0D uh, situation. I read Mark's article. Uh, I've listened to to Rod from Five Hole rant and rave about that that strategy, but I'm just I'm just not into it. I I, I feel like um, shoring up D in points leagues early for me, or not not like incredibly early, but early enough in the first five six rounds. Try and get try and get three solid defensemen. It's worked out really well for me. I just find you you can find considerable value on forwards later in the draft whereas defensemen it really dries up quick yeah i feel i feel similarly i do feel there's like a nice pocket in the middle rounds in more standard drafts where there is a group of uh a group of defensemen that are going that are all fairly similar like feel like yeah locked in top power play kind of guys that i feel good about but um yeah to your point i um I do feel like getting ahead of the game, especially in a points league where if you're trying to just filter through guys who can yeah, fill out some peripherals for you just so that they're not giving you zeros on any given night, that's not the way I want to play the game. So yeah, um, you're almost up here. We got one more pick before your spot. Anybody in particular that you're thinking about here? Yeah, I, I, there's a few I'm tossing around. I got Mika's advantage ad right at the top of my list here. Um, John Carlson is also here as well as the Banjad goes, uh, but Carlson, I feel like I can wait and get on the other side of the turn. So I'm going to go with Steven Stamkos, like you said, um, I just because the, because of the dual eligibility, I have Eichel up here too, Braden Point, but uh, I'm going to go with Stammer here. Yeah, I think that's a good pick there. Three, nine. Um, I, yeah. 
you feel like you just can lock in what you're getting from Stamkos, right? So I think that's uh I think that's I great. I'm never draft Stamkos too and and I've had drafts the last 3 nights and I have them in every single one. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. It's crazy. Let's get into some of the more comments uh said I want to see a surprise let's see Nate reach on cider yeah I've been a little bit vocal that I'm down on cider although it looks like he is getting a lot of power play one looks uh in the preseason yeah. so we'll see how long that continues if they do that again but uh, yeah they had Gossis bear off power play one on the last uh the last tweet that I saw so it was cider by himself yeah and that could be could be the case I Again, it's it's also a matter of how certain you are that that's going to last all season long. I'm just not convinced that Cider is, you know, one of the top end offensive talents, and I think Gossespierre has proven time and time again that if there's one thing he can do, it's still run a power play. So, I feel mm-hmm. like over the course of the season, you're at least talking about some back and forth where there's weeks where you're just feeling like Cider's a dead spot on the roster. Joshua says, "Day draft as Hughes and Thompson, nice." He adds Josh Morrissey there at the 311. Steven says, if it's a points league, why is Fox dropping so far? Um, for myself, Fox does fall a bit in this format. Uh, he doesn't shoot a lot, and shots are uh, have a big weight in this format. His blocks are really solid, but not like elite. And so he gets eclipsed by somebody like Petrangelo, even in my projections in this format. Um, so, yeah, a couple reasons there. And Fox again, not a not a guy who uh, actually scores a ton of goals. Like have him projected for 15, which is solid, but it's not like he's one of the top guys in terms of goal scoring. So, a few reasons. Yeah, I think 15 would be a career high for him too. I don't yeah. think he's ever had that many. So at the at the uh, turn here, we get Braden Points and Andrei Svechnikov. Uh, we're two more picks before yours, Josh. What are you looking at here? I'm still looking at Carlson here. There's a lot of goalies going off the board, and that's making me really happy. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I think we're going to get uh, some nice value on for, on uh, skaters here. There goes Adam Fox. There you go. Speak of the devil. That's Ian Gooding taking Adam Fox. So I'm going to go John Carlson my, for my second defenseman. Oh, Yossi and Carlson right off the bat, I think is uh, uh, I'm pretty, pretty happy with that. I, I feel like I may have even been able to to wait on Carlson, but uh, I feel like you would probably snipe him up. Yeah, uh, the next couple picks, but I would have taken them for sure. Yeah, it's like, these Yahoo ADPs are really throwing me off. Like uh, yeah. when I when I draft in fan tracks, I have my rankings, and then uh, I just look at the ADP and try and get the best value possible. But I'm finding with Yahoo, it's like I'm like I have no idea where people are going to draft these guys. Like. I, this ADP makes no sense. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, L. Adamson, this is points or categories. It is points, uh, which explains a little bit. I'm going to throw up the settings here just for a second again so everybody can take a look if they're watching here on the stream. Goals for six, assists for four, power play points for two, shots on goal point nine, hits point five, blocks one, goalies, wins are five, goals against minus three, saves point six, shutouts three. So. Five more picks till my turn. William Nylander comes off. I'm okay with that, to be honest with you. Obviously, the right wing is nice, but I've got some other guys that I would have ahead of him here. Blake's in the chat saying, be honest, Josh, you're using my projections, aren't you? <laughs> I'm using a hybrid of of a few people's projections uh, paired with Dom LeCision's VORP model. 
So it's like it's kind of it's a mismatch mismatch of a of a whole bunch of different things. Um, but I'm pretty set on doing my own next year because I'm just not happy with the way that that things have turned out. I I, I don't like I don't like making making hybrids. I I have my own opinions, and I'm I'm trying to take what I like from each person, but it's just not not the way that I want it. Yeah, I definitely feel that. Zach Hyman and Eric Carlson coming off. Oh, Seth Jones at 45. That's pretty high. That is but, probably I mean, the highest that I've seen Seth Jones. That's by off. far the highest. That's uh, Victor there. It's an interesting one. Maybe we'll have to pick Victor's brain on that one and see where he's got him. I am looking at a few different things here. Um I'd like to continue to pound right wing. We talked about this in, in our draft uh, the other night, Josh, but right wing feels mm-hmm. so, so shallow this year. Dries up really fast. Any other, uh, any other time, any other um, year that I can remember, really. Uh, Jack Eichel's still here. Jake Gensel's still here. I'm not in love with the defenseman here. feels like a tear. I feel like they might all go off before they come back to me, so maybe that's a problem, but... I think I got to get some guys in my queue here at the very least. Like Jake Gensel, sounds like he's only going to miss, you know, a couple of weeks. Like yeah. here as well, but I feel like he might come around the corner to me. I'm not super high on Eichel. Uh, he's fine, but I don't know that he's tremendous. So I'm going to go with Gensel. Um, I'm going to hope for Boldy to come back around and think about who else I might be into. Kyle Connors, another interesting one. Uh, obviously, I just took a left wing only, so it would be my second left wing only if I did do Kyle Connor. Sergachev goes on the corner, and Petrangelo. I'm thinking about defensemen because I don't want to get totally left behind here. But I still like. There's a lot of names that I like. Uh, I feel like I can get some forward value here. And still feel pretty okay later on. I have Boldy in another spot. This might be a Kyle Connor spot. I have them very close uh, in my numbers here. I do really like Connor. The problem with Boldy is the left wing, right wing. That's just pretty hard to pass up. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think that's what I'm going to have to do. Yeah, we're going with Boldy. Yeah, if I was you, that's that's what I would be going with as well. All right, so we'll switch back to the draft board for everybody here. So it went Keisha right before me. Then I took Gensel, Sergeyev, Petrangelo on the turn, and then I took Matt Boldy. Uh, what do you think here uh, of my team so far, Josh? Give me a quick after five rounds review. All right. Sorry, man. I was not listening, so I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just going to take a quick look again. Uh, I, I, I like your team a lot, actually. Uh, Matthews, Miller, Gensel, Boldy, Hamilton. Yeah, not much I wouldn't do um on on any of those picks i feel like we're pretty in line i know you mentioned that already but i feel like we have similar philosophies in terms of the way that we draft so um i'm i mean we're going to be mostly in agreement <laughs> for the most yeah. part <laughs> yeah for sure all right so talk to me a little bit about what you're feeling here anybody that's coming up your boy john Tavares has gone off to victor so yeah that's a shame that is a shame i i've actually uh Early, early in the in draft season, I was getting Tavares a lot, and I'm actually finding myself not picking him so much. Jack Eichel goes off the board. I was actually considering him uh, at. I feel like late in the fifth is pretty good value for him, but um, I've got Rupe Hints right around here. Uh, he's still on the board. Um, 
I have I have never drafted Rupe Hints. He's I there's always someone that's higher on him than me. And uh it's kind of exciting. <laughs> I like that Dallas Stars team. But uh Alex Tuck is here as well at right wing. I which I have him pretty similarly, but I do oh man, Rupe Hints, that's tantalizing. Victor Hedman goes off the board. There's one more before me. I'm kind of, almost kind of hoping that this guy makes it easy on me and just picks one of the guys that I'm mulling over. But yeah, uh, uh, yeah I'm between I'm between Hints and Alex Tuck right now. Yep. I don't know, Nate. Either could go either could go in this spot. I'm more confident in Hints, but obviously, if you're really trying to lean into the right wing thing, then you got to go Tuck. Well, and that's the other thing is is he may he may come around the oh Ryan Nugent Hopkins goes there. Actually, there are a f- there are a few other right wings that I I like that are going to go a little bit later. So I think I'm going to go Rupe Hints. Yeah, it's just too too juicy, man. Too juicy. Too juicy, baby. Dry, baby. <laughs> baby dry. <laughs> <laughs> Michael says Seth Jones went too high in his draft on Yahoo today too. Yeah, I I feel like we've been relatively high on Seth Jones um, as a yeah. group, but um, I don't know that. You can really see some kind of super high-end ceiling. We talked about it with Bedard, who goes here at 510. That, you know, what's the ceiling on a team that literally has no one to play with? So um, it's kind of hard to see. But I think that Seth Jones, at the very least, especially in in this format, right, where you're getting so much for those blocks and hits, that uh, it does kind of it does kind of feel pretty solid that you know, at the very least, he's going to block a lot of shots this year because Chicago is just going to get caved in. Yeah, hundred percent. I I like Seth Jones a lot, honestly. Um, in in most leagues that I, I'm in, I'm getting him at really nice value, and that's even above his ADP. Like I've reached for him quite a few times, but yeah, at forty five, I was pretty surprised to see him come off the board. That does seem a little bit high. For sure, we get Artemi Panarin at five eleven. We get Quinn Hughes at five twelve, and then we'll wait for the other pick on the turn here. It's Charlie McAvoy. So, what are we thinking now? You've kind of got a you've got a left wing, center, left wing, and a center, and then the two D. Are you? Yeah, I, I'm feeling. Right or are you still? Feeling I mean, I don't. I don't have to go right wing, but Alex Tuck is still there. He's the other guy I was mulling over. So I'm feeling like if as long as uh, as long as Ian doesn't take him here, who he, and he doesn't, he goes Clayton Keller. So I'm gonna go Alex Tuck. That's perfect. Making it easy. That doesn't usually go that swimmingly. That was that was really nice. Yeah. So we see Andre Vasilevsky go at 605. Obviously has the injury here. Sounds like they've got a two-month timeline on him returning. What's your thoughts on Vasilevsky? Obviously, both of us are pretty hardcore 0G guys. We're not mm-hmm. really ever drafting Vasilevsky. I did draft Vasilevsky in the Patron League the other night. He was mm-hmm. in the 12th round. Obviously, a little bit more price to pay here in the 6th. Do you have a spot in mind where you're actually willing to pull the trigger on Vasilevsky if he slips in one of your drafts? Well, I mean, certainly where you took him there. Uh, he was definitely on my radar. And honestly, I prob- it was probably a-, a whiff to not draft him even a little bit earlier. I mean, I think I'm I'm not super stoked about drafting a goalie any- I mean, anywhere earlier than like round 9, 10. Uh, I, I drafted Tristan Jari in round nine in the cupful this year. And that was the f- earliest that I've drafted a goalie in a while. 
Um, and that was really just I I didn't love the the skaters like this the skaters that I had at the top of of my ranking list I felt like would come back around to me. So uh and and all the other guys that were at the ADP that were were that we were at um I just felt like I just felt like a goalie made sense at that point. Tristan Jari was on the board. I think he's going to have a, a good year. He's a volume starter. I think Pittsburgh's going to be pretty good this year. I I'm pretty high on them. I, I I think like looking at the metrics, the team metrics, like they were incredibly unlucky, and that's a team that I feel like people aren't talking about in that way. We talk about Calgary, we talk about Florida, but Pittsburgh was very in a very similar situation where. They were incredibly healthy finally, but they just did not convert, uh, even though they were producing a ton. Yep. Yeah, I tend to agree. I'm looking at my picks. So after Vasilevsky, it goes Fiala, Philip Gustafson, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Johnny Goudreau. Um, I think I am looking at a potential D double tap here on the turn. Um We'll see. Obviously, there's still one more pick before me, so things could change here. Can but... I can I guess who the two are that you're yeah. thinking about? Okay. All right, uh, is it Wierenski and Montour? Uh, not Montour actually. Oh, okay. I think I think I'm gonna wait on Montour. I'll see. Yeah, that's fair. I think you can wait on Montour. Yeah, for sure. And there's other guys that I honestly have projected comparable for an 82 game pace. Dylan Larkin goes. Um, Wierenski is definitely one of them. Uh, I might just see who's highest. Like if I'm, if I'm going by ADP, I'm going way down the list to get my guys here. But, uh, I also know that there's some sharp drafters in here that are mm-hmm. probably going to take my guys if I don't. So I think that I'm going to grab Wierenski here. Uh, and the other one's Latang that I'm going to throw in here. I'm pretty interested in Latang this year. Obviously, top power play, all of that. I actually think I'm going to be more sad if I let Latang get by, um, just because it's like in this league, there's lots of value on these peripherals, right? And Latang does that in space. Yeah. He's always going to have that for you. Kempe uh, goes. There are some forwards here that are interesting, which is the only thing giving me pause about my double tap strategy. But I do kind of feel like there's still a tier here. And the way that this draft has gone, I think some more goalies are going to go. I think there's going to be some guys that I feel somewhat similarly uh, to the way I feel about the guys that I'm looking at at the forward position where I think that I uh, might not feel quite the same about the defenseman. So I am going to double tap D here on this turn. Lock up 3D that I feel really comfortable with. All top 10D in my projections in this format. So I feel pretty good about that. That's a great call. I think that's a great call. All right. So, yeah, on the turn there, so it was Goudreau, and then Dylan Larkin went right before my pick. I took Latang, Kempe, and Aho on the turn. Aho's a great pick at 7 1. That's a really nice spot to get Sebastian Aho. And then Zach Wierenski, 7 2. Aho was actually the one player that was kind of giving me some pause. Like, he probably shouldn't be here at this point. Yeah, 100%. Um, and that was one of the reasons I was thinking about potentially going away from D when he went off. I was a little bit more convinced that that's what I wanted to do. Sam Reinhardt goes 703. Um, yeah, I just feel like they're, we're getting into a little bit of that tier where uh, everybody kind of has their own opinions. Like there's not so much consensus about the forwards. Here. Yeah. Everybody's got their favorite guy. And so some of these guys that I'm super into, I do kind of anticipate might fall. 
so I'm just kind of willing to play that game a little bit. And especially like we talked about in this scenario where we're talking about the replacement level of defensemen in a league where you're starting four defensemen every night and only starting seven forwards, most likely. Uh, I'm just willing to take that and kind of put that in the bank right away. Yeah, I've got three guys that I'm looking at right here. Um, def- I'm looking at Jacob Chikrin. I think if he's there, I'm going to I'm gonna pull the trigger on him now. It's a little earlier than he's been going, but I don't trust that he's going to end up there. Patrick Line was actually another guy that I was mulling over here. That left wing, right wing is is really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if Chikrin, if Chikrin is here in two picks... I'm going to be taking him. And then I'm I'm thinking of going for another right winger. Uh, and I'm looking at Drake Batherson and Val Nachushkin um, as, as the guys that are near the top of my list here. Um, I'm a big fan of both. I'm I've really softened. I've really softened on the whole Drake Batherson thing. Uh, I mean, obviously, if if he ends up being guilty of the alleged uh, crimes, then <laughs> my opinion will will change. But I am getting the feeling like nothing's going to happen <laughs> yeah. for a while still. So, uh, all right, Chikrin is still here, so I'm going to go Chikrin. So now I got Yossi Carlson Chikrin. Uh, I'm really happy with that at this yeah. point. You also have three of the top ten D in my projections. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're scooping them up. Marshawn is a good pick here as well. Oh, that. yeah. That's really late for Marshawn. That's that's really nice. I didn't even realize he was still there. So coming back around, yeah, you've got the 3D. You've got the left wing and right wing with Kaprizov and Tuck. You've got the center with Hints. You've got the center left wing with Stamkos. You feeling like you want to get into right wing? You're alluding to it there with with Batherson and with Nachushkin. You feel like you want to lock that up or you feel like there's still some guys later on? I have found uh, that there is a tier a little bit later on that I'm like okay with. You know, There's a tier really late. Like there's like Brian Rust is a guy that that I'm pretty happy with. Um, but I don't even know that this draft is deep enough right. to to get there um, where, where he will have value. Joe Pavelski uh, is a guy that that I would consider too, but I, I feel like he's going to go imminently. Uh, oh, and Tippett. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like I feel like now is is uh, is a good time to well. And and Nichushkin's here. He's got left wing, right wing eligibility. I still have a left wing and right wing slot. Um, so I'm feeling pretty good about that right now. And uh, I'm hoping Dylan Cousins goes off the board. That feels early for Dylan Cousins. Feels a little bit early. Yeah, we, after Marshawn, we get Montour at 7-11. We get Demko 7-12, and we get Cousins 8-1. So for those of you doing the Zero-G watch at home, we've got Josh and myself with no goalies through 7. We've also got data-driven hockey with no goalies, and we've got Victor with no goalies. So <laughs> no surprises us. there. <laughs> We got four of us uh, playing zero G chicken so far. <laughs> already caved, so we'll see how long it takes the others to cave. But we're ready to take this thing to the bitter end. All right. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I uh, Victor uh, Victor from from everything that I've heard him say, 
sounds like he he waits pretty late as well so oh man now and now i'm questioning myself uh bad time to start questioning it is it is a bad time i'm on the clock here i i mean nurse come off and now you're on the clock okay you know what i actually this utility spot is kind of changing my mind i'm going with evgeny malkin here all right i don't want to let him fall any further um i think that's really good value for him at 88 and i'm just gonna hope that there's more right wingers uh, a little bit later fair enough we see uh, Ilya Samsonov and Evander Kane go off after Kane was going to be on my short list for sure. Tristan Jari goes. So Samsonov and Jari, uh, two members of the next tier of goalies for me after the top seven. They're gone. We'll see if data-driven hockey or Victor will cave to the to the goalie pressure here uh, and see if <laughs> we can get data, somebody. Data-driven's an auto-draft right now, and he's on the clock. That's not good. Oh, that is not good. Yeah, it looks like he was having having internet issues. Yeah. Oh, he's gonna. Oh, he maybe he will take a goalie by accident. <laughs> yeah, that could be. That's the worst. That would be the worst. We got Carrick <laughs> saying he's a little worried about Valley. He's been practicing on power play two, which is sad because I drafted him a couple. Yeah, I I'm not that worried about that to be honest with you. I feel like Nachushkin's clearly. Um, clearly one of their best four forwards at this point i feel like uh it'll it'll work out in the long run dobson was someone that was i was gonna have to consider so it's a good pick obviously by um victor there joe pavelski the other one that comes off trying to find him to knock him off my sheet looks like i gotta scroll down is victor still watching i just realized that he's he's totally uh totally listening to our strategy right now (laughs) <laughs> that's all right that's all right that's, all right. that's uh, you know, if, part of the game we need to give these people uh all the edge they can have right josh we're, we're yeah that's right <laughs> so yeah what i'm looking at here i am looking at batherson i'm looking at philip forsberg um Eulers for haggy there's actually a few names nichushkin that you mentioned there's a few names that i'm interested in here uh, i'm really high on forsberg this year like i feel like in years past, he's going way before this. I don't think his situation has actually changed all that much, uh, to be honest with you. Like, I, I really don't think that subtracting Ryan Johansson and Matt Duchesne was like some massive loss uh, for that team. So I'm pretty happy to go with Forsberg there. I've got two left wing onlys. I've got a center right wing. I've got a left wing right wing. I would like to see Batherson here. That would be my pick if he's there. If it's not Batherson, I'll have to. I think you'll be fine think about it on the fly here but we shall see truba goes to the first pick uh on the turn here and we'll see about the next one if it's not batherson it's probably nichushkin for me to be honest uh that would probably be be the route i'd go i'll load him up i'm uh, i've got my fingers crossed that one of them is gonna end up in my lap again Oh, Jonathan Huberdo. That's actually not that's not bad value for Huberdo. Yep. Yeah, I'm okay with that. So yeah, uh as it 
rope down there after Pavelski and Dobson. It was Skinner right before me. I took Forsberg, then Truba and Huberto go, and I take Batherson, and we start to come back and make our way back to you. So obviously you're interested in Nachushkin, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Is there anybody else that you're already lining up here, Josh? Um, well, I don't really want to go center, though. I have a lot of centers up here. Uh, Carter Verhage still on the board. That's pretty shocking. Um, so that's a guy that I'm definitely mulling over. He's a center left wing. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, I think if if Nuchushkin's not on the board, uh, I may consider going Verhage. Buchnevich is up here. Um, I've also got Chris Kreider, Troy Terry. We're kind of getting in that territory around 100 where I'd start considering Troy Terry. Um, but yeah, I definitely need some right wingers here. Um, I've only got, yeah, I only have one one player with right wing eligibility. So I need need a little bit more flexibility. So I, I'm really hoping Nachushkin is going to be there. There are two picks before me. He's still sitting there. So uh, let's well, go. <laughs> While we wait for that, let's get to Ian's question here. What side would you rather have in a 12-team Cats League, Svechnikov or Boldy plus Konechny? Um, assuming it's Banger Cats, uh, I think I'm honestly on the Svechnikov side. I think Svechnikov can match Boldy for points, and the hits are just tremendous. So assuming yep. that you got hits and, um, yeah, assuming you don't have, like, six point related categories and only hits then i think i would lean into Sveshnikov there to be honest with you i'm in a lot of cases i'm i'm just going to take the best player and not take the the extra two because i feel like i can replace a, at least a good percentage of the secondary player with some waiver wire work later on so that's that's how i'm going about it nick saucer says damn dobson at eight nine is such good value i'd agree that was that was definitely a good pick there somebody i was going to have to consider he was still there. Toronto Dave's in the chat. Hey, Toronto Dave, what's up? So after uh, all this breaks down, after my Batherson pick, we go Taves, Brett, McCann, Theodore, Markstrom, Doughty, and then you do get Nachushkin. I got him. How happy are you right now? I'm pretty happy. I'm happy that I waited on him, to be honest. I'm, I'm glad I, I went for Malkin instead. Yeah, it always feels good when you decide to push something and then it falls all the way back to you and you're like, oh, wow, like I definitely didn't have to have to reach on that one to make that one happen. It so is kind of crazy that this is this is the this is the experts league, but I'm feeling like like we must draft very differently from these other people because <laughs> like everything is kind of, everything feels like it's going it's going my way here. And I feel like your team is very looks very nice as well. Yeah, I'm pretty happy about my team. Uh, definitely, like, you get into different corners, right? Like, um, our side, we obviously preach zero-G. Everybody's hard into that in our, like, patron league or listener leagues or whatever you might have. Um, so you're not going to get that in every corner. We obviously think that that's the way to the way to play it, but you're definitely not going to see that everywhere. So it's, it's fun to see the differences of opinion play out in a draft scenario like this. And obviously, we'll... Uh, We'll see how it plays out over the course of the year. I feel pretty good about our our potential here between the two of us. We'll try to keep the uh, championship in the AMG house for sure. But um, definitely, there's some there's some sharp names in this league too. And yeah, absolutely. Gonna have to be on our toes all season long, working those waiver wires. Uh, and so after Nichushin, we go Nichas, Bushnevich, Kreider, Marchesso. 
who are you thinking about with two picks to go before your Shabbat? Verhege is still here, and I'm I'm blown away. Uh, I'm I don't think I've seen him fall this far this year. So, and there we go. I'm getting Carter Verhege. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, very happy with that. Very very happy. Especially that dual dual eligibility, which makes absolutely no sense. I don't think he's ever played center. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it definitely doesn't make a lot of sense. But yeah, that's a terrific spot uh, in my mind to be able to get into some Verhege. I was, yeah, he was definitely similar echelon to Forsberg for me when I took Forsberg at that pick. Um, so got no qualms about Verhege there for sure. Um Thinking ahead, there are some defensemen here that I'm still somewhat interested in. Um, yeah, it's it's probably just one name that I'm considering right now, and then there's a bunch of forwards still. I'm still not interested in goalie uh, at this point. Uh, we've seen Markstrom come off. Uh, Stuart Skinner is the one guy hanging out here that I've seen go. I guess Linus Allmark has gone a little higher in a lot of spots. Um but I'm, yeah, I'm pretty much not thinking about it at this point. I no, me neither. I'm loving life with the later options in the zero G game, and I, I really want to make sure that I fill out this roster, uh, at least the starting roster, and get into the bench a little bit probably before I, I'm really even thinking about uh, what my goalies are going to look like because I anticipate all of my goalies are going to change. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. Blake says Nachushkin <laughs> is a beefer. He does do that. He does do that. Very true. Very true. Alan says, are you guys going by your skater projection with league settings as you draft, or are you just going by rank slash your knowledge? Uh, you talked about that a little bit already earlier, Hutch, for myself. Yeah, I've got my projections up on a second screen. And that's kind of just how I set default ranks. I, I don't necessarily always just draft the next guy up by my projections. I kind of look at how much of a difference there is between this guy and the next guy and what I think the upside case for this guy might be, uh, what I need on my team, obviously, positional availability, all those kinds of things. I'm still factoring in kind of on the fly, but for a base, uh, base system, I set up my projections. I separate it by forwards and uh, defensemen and goalies, obviously, uh, and then I draft accordingly based off that. So we get... Um, Justin Falk, Stuart Skinner, Morgan Riley, Darcy Kemper, one more pick. So Victor has finally fallen prey to uh, the zero G. Wow. And he went for it. Went Is it just you it. and me now? Uh, I think data driven hockey still doesn't have. Oh, still doesn't have one. Interesting. So, I feel like it, we kind of owe it to, to the audience to wait until he picks a goalie <laughs> <laughs> just stay super on brand stay super on brand i'm here for it man i'm i'm all about it uh so claude drew goes i take michael matheson who is the player i was thinking about there i just think that he's kind of the last of a tier clear power play one still provides all those hits and blocks that you're looking for and then there are a few names um, I'm pretty open with the way that I've constructed my roster so far. Uh, I can go. I've got three right-wing eligible players already. Uh, I've actually only got two center eligible players right now, so I can kind of go in any direction here. 
And right now, I feel like I gotta have a team somewhere where I've got Nikolai Ehlers on it. So that's what I'm gonna do here. Yeah, a 122. That's uh, that's a really nice pick. Um, uh, although. I just don't think he's ever going to get that deployment. Uh, they, I've been looking at the line rushes and he's still still on power play too. It's just baffling. It is baffling. Uh, it's really just, you know, at this point in the 11th round where I'm filling out, you know, my last starting spot or potentially a, a bench spot, depending who else I get later on. Uh, I'm just willing to bet on the upside at this point because I do think that there's a 90-point player inside of Ehlers if things break right. Like, who's to say that Winnipeg doesn't, you know, just tank the first 10 games of the season, bonus is gone, the new coach comes in, and Ehlers is suddenly playing 21 minutes a night. Like, that's within the realm mm-hmm. of possibilities, too. It's not likely, but in the 11th round, I'd rather have guys that I think have that upside than, you know, just taking another guy who I know is going to score 60 points. All right, so after Ehlers, it goes Dersey, Lindholm. We'll see if data-driven hockey bites a bullet on a goalie here. Yeah. Back in the room, so What's we'll going to happen? We'll see. Mackenzie yeah. Weger. Okay, we're still going. We're still going. Still going. I'm okay with it. I yeah. still see a lot of juicy skater names on here. Exactly. Joel Erickson echoes. He's been at the top of, uh, the top of my list for a while. I just haven't wanted to take a center. I really think... Uh, I really think Erickson X going to have a good year this year. He had really nice. Uh, well, I mean, he always has really nice shot and hit numbers, yep. um, but he was, uh, uh, he had a good year last year and his shooting percentage was low on a shooting percentage was low. I just feel like he's going to, he's going to pop a little bit this year. Yeah, I could definitely see that happening for him. Um, I think. I think this is starting to shape up where, um, you know, this is a 17-round draft in total. Um, I think we're going to get into a little bit more craziness where people are really taking the shots on their sleepers, which should be pretty fun to see. Uh, one yeah. more pick before you, Josh. What do we got on deck here? I've got Troy Terry lined up here for a right wing boy. Doesn't do a lot peripherally, but uh, and I know we mentioned peripherals are important, but uh, so are points. And I feel like he's going to be about a point per game player this year. So getting him at what one twenty nine, that's uh, that's pretty nice value for Troy Terry. So as long as Mister Clutch doesn't snipe me, he takes Kopitar. So I'm going Troy Terry. There we go. Really like uh, Anaheim's schedule as well. It's as I mean, it's always really good. They play on so many off nights, so um, I'm pretty pretty happy with that. For sure. We got another comment from characters: a team with three goalies and Nate and Josh have zero. So proud of you boys. That's what we're <laughs> <for>. <laughs> oh yeah. Who needs three goalies in a points league? Yeah, come on, let's get that. What are we doing? <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm fine with taking three goalies if they're like the last three goalies and you're just kind of seeing which one's hit and yeah, <laughs> and you're expecting to cycle them out. No, I'm fine with that, but um, yeah, it's not not necessary, uh, especially not in the first ten picks in my mind. Um, so we get Linus Allmark and Logan Thompson going. Logan Thompson going ahead of Aiden Hill, which is pretty interesting to see. That's been happening lately. I've been seeing that a lot. I don't know what. 
why people's opinion is changing i know i know that we've had discussions on podcasts about that about how well i mean i don't know that aiden hill necessarily has the starting job but like it seems like everyone has just really like that his adp is now on fan tracks like he's going a spot uh sooner than uh than aiden hill it's very strange yeah yeah i guess Logan Thompson played really well, and that probably got cemented in some people's mind. Um, and I think there's just starting to be a little bit more of a healthy distrust of goalies who have hot runs, even in the playoffs, uh, among fantasy in the fantasy community. So I think that all kind of plays into it for sure. But um, definitely interesting. Not every not every season you see a goalie go on a big run, win the Stanley Cup get paid in the off season and then be drafted behind his counterpart. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So, Very weird. All right. So we've got the first pick on the turn, which is Bo Horvat. Three more picks before your pick, Josh. Uh, what are we looking mm-hmm. at here? How are you feeling about the roster? Where are you weak? Well, I need to short, I need to get another defenseman. Um, and that I think is probably where I'm going to go here. Aiden Hill goes there. Speak of the devil. Um, I think that it's time. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, a lot of the power play one quarterbacks are off the board at this point. So I think I'm going to go Bowen Byram at the right now. He's got nice peripherals. Um, I think he's going to pop. I've got him in a lot of leagues this year. Uh, I'm really feeling good about his production, even if it's just 5v5. Um, and I mean, if Kale McCarr goes down, he's, he is definitely the next guy up on that top power play. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about that. For sure. Joshua says Matheson for the win, Nate. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, just one of the last guys with a really solid spot that you feel confident about. Michael says, how many points are you getting for goalies? I could throw that list up again. So Mm -hmm. five points for win. Minus three for goal against, 0.6 for save, and three for a shutout. So it's a lot. They are they are more important than some of the leagues that that I'm in. So at some point we're gonna have to take goalies. <laughs> but not before data driven hockey. Yeah, no, 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 it's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if that comes to pass, but that would be that would be pretty good for the memes for sure. Yeah. So after your Byron pick, it's Tyson Berry. Then we get Patrick Kane. Did you see the video, Josh? Patrick Kane doing tight turns, looking solid, looking like Patrick Kane of old. Do you have any interest in Patrick Kane, and where would you draft him in this draft? Uh, I mean, I think 138 is fine. Like as long as as long as you have a, a way to stash him. Uh, like I don't like him taking up a roster spot. So if if like. If you're not able to put him on IR plus or you don't have an NA spot, because I don't know what his eligibility is right now. I know there was some controversy in the cupful about that. Um, but I I mean I'm not opposed to to having Patrick Kane on my roster. I, I mean, especially where he's being drafted, like right right there it was 138. So uh, I mean, I think I think he'll he'll provide good returns wherever he ends up. Yeah, I think it's really just a matter of if he can get a deal done. Like we're we're approaching the season, right? Like it's it's not that far away at this point, and he still doesn't have a deal. Um, I mean, I 
I'd love to see him uh, cut something with the Leafs. I don't know if we have the cap space to make that happen, but that'd be pretty fun. That would be pretty cool. Data-driven yeah. hockey is is uh, still he's, not going with a goalie. He's pushing us. Yeah, it feels personal at this point. It does. I feel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm here for it. Um, yeah, yeah. I've got a. I've still got lots of targets that I'm interested in. Uh, I've got a fat projection on Sam Bennett once again. It seems like Bennett mm-hmm. is one of those guys that always shows up well for me in projections. Um, seems like honestly he's got a chance at uh, top power play this year, which didn't really seem like it was there in the past. So then it feels good for that reason. You know, I can I can take a guy like an Ekblad here, throw him on IR if I want to do something yeah. like that. Definitely. Uh, in the realm of possibility, there are obviously some goalie options. I'm just never thrilled <laughs> when i look at the goalie section um, yeah what's actually there i think what i'm most likely to do here is to take bennett um yeah just because he shows up the most for me uh in my projections and i feel like i have the room at center i still only have two guys that are center eligible so happy to take bennett here yeah, that's a great pick. He was at the top of my list. I don't know that he would have been who I would have gone with next, but uh, he was definitely, definitely in there, in a on a on a short list for sure. Yeah. So we've got other guys here. Matty Beniers goes behind. Nico Heischer is still here. Boone Jenner is still here. Brock Nelson, Trocheck. Um, yeah, there's a few names. Did you say Nico Heischer? There's no way. Unless I missed him, unless I missed, oh, okay, he is gone. I was gonna say, that's is he still there? Because I'm (laughs) jumping all over that shit. (laughs) Um, yeah, I don't have a strong lean, honestly, at this point. Um, which might mean that it's an Eckblad stash spot. Um, yeah, everything just feels like a big tier. The other thing I'm thinking about is Zegers, just for the Anaheim factor. Uh, but I don't really feel like I need his eligibilities right now. So I think I'm just going to grab Ekblad and stash him. Yeah, I think that's good. I, I did that in the patron league, uh, and I feel pretty good about it there. Ekblad was really solid um, at the end of last year before all the injuries piled up. Um, it, he doesn't need the top power play to be relevant. Uh, there were lots of times last year where they had both defensemen, Ekblad in. Montour on that top power play unit that could happen again um, oh we we did it we, we did, did it. it we fucking did it <laughs> for the people just listening to the audio that means that data driven hockey is not taking a goalie he's taking frederick anderson in the 13th round so does that change anything josh are you gonna start scooping up all the goalies now is it a well I, it a I don't know about scooping them all up now but i'm definitely taking one on this turn uh <laughs> We're at round, yeah, twelve and thirteen. So I think it's it's about time. Uh, I I do still see some skaters that I'm pretty interested in, but yeah, um, uh, yeah, I think it, I think it's about time. Let's see. All right, and then in terms of goalies, there's still a few interesting names on here. Like, I mean, Philip Grubauer, I think is right at the top for me. I think Seattle's going to be solid again. Sergei Bobrovsky is still there. Um, I'm not really super high on Bennington, even though he's probably going to get some volume. I just, I feel like there's too much of a chance that he's going to lose 
his starting elegy or like uh, his, his starting job. Mm-hmm. Um, Eunice Corvisalo is still here too. So I don't know. There's, there's a lot of uh, decent names. So Ogasis bear goes off the board. Oh uh, yeah. I think I'm going to go Grubauer. Grubauer is my guy. Actually. No, no, no. I changed <laughs> my mind. Changed my mind. Is it Bobrovsky? I'm going Bobrovsky. Yeah, I I have Bobrovsky above Grubauer for sure right now. Um, yeah, just not sure. It's a good team, right? Like, uh, yeah. And I've talked about this a little bit. Like, I want to have some of these goalies off good teams because even if that goalie doesn't pan out, you feel like you're going to be the first guy to know about it if he's not panning out, and you're going to be mm-hmm. watching to grab the guy behind them. So I'm pretty happy to have a goalie, even that I, uh, even a goalie that I'm not too certain in, who is slated to start to start the year, and then if it does switch, I feel like I should be in a good position to get that back up on my team and uh, make that swap. I've done that yeah. in several spots before, and it's worked out pretty well. So, again, just kind of targeting teams, especially in a situation like this, right, where you have a pretty big, uh, pretty big number on the wins. So really, just looking for wins and kind of hoping that the the uh, save percentage doesn't hurt too much in the back end. Yeah, absolutely. So after Bobrovsky, it goes D'Angelo and Kadri. How are you feeling about D'Angelo? Uh, there were some reports that he's on the top power play unit in uh, yeah. Carolina. Are you interested in him? Do you think 13th is an appropriate spot now? Absolutely. I, I, I'm very interested in D'Angelo. Um, mainly just because he's done it before in Carolina. They brought him back for a reason. I feel like they didn't actually have a very good power play last year. Um, even with Brent Burns on it, Brent Burns had pretty good production on the power play, but um, as, as a unit, they were not that great. They were actually worse with Burns than they were with D'Angelo. So I feel like he's got a pretty long leash in that position. Um, and I'm feeling pretty good about him uh and his production especially at the value that you can get him at like he's going really late in almost every draft uh that i've been in so i picked him up in the couple um and i'm yeah i'm very happy with that all right so after d'angelo and Kadri, it goes swayman schmaltz spurgeon around the corner uh ian goodings on the clock right before you josh what are we talking about here what are you looking at so I have Arturi Lekkinen right at the top of my list here. Um, I really love him as a player. Uh, I do have a ton of left wingers, uh, or at least left wing eligible players. But now I'm now I'm second guessing myself again. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go with my boy Lekin. And I have this is another guy that I have in a number of leagues. Uh and I'm I've actually Byram, Nichushkin, Lekinen uh are I, I have them in a number of leagues. And yeah. uh, I I'm very high on Colorado at least. Uh at least guys on their top power play plus Bowen Byram. I'm really high on all those guys this year. After your pick, it's Vitek Vanacek going there. We'll see, obviously, who comes back. I'm thinking about a goalie now. There are a couple names still out there that I'm interested in. I don't know if I need to do it here. I'm 
I'm still so content uh, to push this uh, even further. <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly thinking about in, in like a couple drafts, I'm honestly thinking about literally pushing it to the last picks of the draft just for just for <laughs> the uh, just to be able to say that I did. I can't believe what round are you on a couple right now? Like it's taking so long. I think we're just started the 12th. Uh, wow. It's, it's been really slow. That's, that's painful. We have like three or four different people who are multiple hours on average per pick. We have, we have some people who are overseas and stuff. So definitely understand it in their case. Yeah. And they can't be awake when everybody else is awake. And so you kind of run into those awkward spots in the draft sometimes, but yeah, it's just been, it seems like, I don't know, we're missing everybody's open windows to make a draft pick, and it's just been very, very slow. But yeah, we'll get through it. Uh, so we get Sanderson, Hagel, Hannafin, and then there's Leakins. Leakins was not really on my radar. I, the, it was such a bad season last year. Like, I understand he had, like, a, a one season showing where he looked pretty good, but it feels like everybody's really just holding on to that, and hoping that that means something and I'm just not convinced it does. Um, so I can't say that I'm super in on Leakins, although I am kind of hoping and thinking that there's a chance that Columbus takes a step this year. There's still a couple other guys that I'm, uh, I'm more interested in. I'm seeing if I really think that there's somebody who moves the needle enough uh, at forward to take me off of taking a goalie here. Otherwise, I think I am taking a goalie. I think it is going to be Grubauer. Grubauer's still out here, right? Mm-hmm. So he it is, is going to be Grubauer. I think he's going to get wins. I think Seattle's going to win some games. He's going to get some wins. They have Joey Decord behind him. Uh, I'm obviously not super convinced that Decord is going to be a thing, uh, even if he is. Like I said, I feel pretty confident that I'll know because I'll be noticing that Grubauer is uh, taking a poop in his big boy pants <laughs> for me on my team, and I'll be happy to move off him for Decord if they make that switch or if they go out and acquire somebody else. DeAndre Miller and Barbashev go. I think I'm looking at Gorpasalo here for the other pick. I think Damn. get some volume at least early on, and I think that Ottawa is looking like a better team, obviously, with Chikrin Sanderson on full-time this year. I think that there's at least a chance that uh, they're a significantly better team this year. So I'm willing to just kind of double-tap goalies there, get a couple of uh, perceived starters anyway on mm -hmm. uh, the teams that I have some belief in for this year and hopefully get some wins out of that. And I feel really good about having pushed goalies this far and still being able to get starters on teams that I like. Yeah, it, it, it makes my situation a little bit more difficult. Those are the two guys I was looking at for my second goaltender, but uh, that's okay. That's all right. Um, I, I, the two that I'm looking at here now are Vili Huso and Carl Vamelka. I think Arizona is going to be slightly better this year. Probably not that great, but I think they'll be competitive at the very least. Um, so I'm feeling like Carl Vamelka... Is still a decent option, but I think if Vili Huso is there, I'm probably going to go with him. Uh, I think Detroit's going to be slightly better. They're also improved, I think, as a team. Maybe not as like a like they don't have a lot of good fantasy options, um, but I think as a team, uh, they're going to be stronger in front of Huso. So um, I th think that's the way I'm going to go. 
Because uh, I mean, the other guys, the other guys that are here, we got Bennington, Gibson, Hart, who are volume starters. I don't really like any of those guys. Um, Phoenix Copley, and then everyone else is kind of a tandem or a two B. So, right. or I mean, unless I want to go like Jake Allen or Capo Kakinen or something like that, you know, <laughs> which I don't want to do. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're gonna go with. Uh, we're gonna go with Billy Huso here, so long as Mister Clutch doesn't doesn't take him from me. Mister Clutch has three goalies already. I feel like okay, probably pretty safe on that one. Yeah, that would be the ultimate troll. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking a fourth goalie because I know you only have one. Uh, yeah, let's go Huso. And now I just have two picks left. You only have two picks left. Is that right? Yep. Okay. Perfect. Dawson Mercer goes at 178. That's pretty solid. Yeah, Although he is, he's running on the third line right now. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the top power play, but third third line. Be interesting to see how that shakes out. I feel like there's a pretty solid chance he just kind of bounces around down there. Yeah. Uh, for a bit. And then you're, yeah, you're kind of just left wondering what to do with him at times, right? Yeah, for sure. I, I Oh, sorry. You go ahead. I was just going to run through the picks real quick. So after my Corpus Allo pick, it went Larson, Hurdle, Raymond, Wilson, Jarvis, Connor Brown. Then you took Billy Huso. Then we got Mercer, Arvidsson, Suzuki. And waiting for the 16th to begin here. Uh, you go ahead, Hutch. All right. Um, so I'm going to take another defenseman. Uh, I've got Gustav Forsling right at the top here, the top of my list. I think that, well, I mean, obviously they're not going to give him the power play, which I think is stupid, but <laughs> he's he's still a really good 5v5 scorer and contributor um, across the board. He gets he gets a decent amount of blocks too, so um, I'm, I'm pretty happy with him being my fifth defenseman. Um, and then with my last pick, I may have to start just thinking streamer. Um, because I'm thinking, let's just take a look at the ro my roster here. But there's, I don't have a ton of people playing three games in this first week, this first short week, which is kind of annoying. Mm -hmm. So I went Gustav Forsling, uh, and then it's going to be a while before I pick again. But uh, I don't know, what's your thought about taking streamers at the end of your draft? Yeah, I definitely like it. In my case, like I've got Ekblad who's going on IR as soon as I get out of this draft, and so I'll just pick up that that player. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely something that I employ a fair bit, is where if there's no moves to be made before the season actually starts and you're using actual moves, um, then, yeah, the last round or the last two rounds even is where you want to maybe just load up um, with a couple of guys uh, just to preview of that first week schedule there's a couple of different things that i've been looking at so you've got like chicago plays tuesday wednesday back to back and you could do a tuesday wednesday chicago stream and then go into a thursday friday new jersey stream back to back mm -hmm. and then flip that into something like uh, ducks or carolina who play saturday sunday like you could have your streamer spot playing all three nights uh in that first week if you want to play it that way so there's definitely some options like that um that are pretty interesting. Uh, so I definitely agree. Like 
in the end here, there's there's a number of teams actually, uh, especially in the first week here, who have a, a nice little schedule, a couple of off nights before the, the Saturday on the 14th. Mm-hmm. It's the first heavy night. So there's like, uh, what is this, eight teams that have two off night games before the Saturday. Uh, nine teams actually, Devils as well. So there's definitely a lot of options uh, that you can look at late in your drafts. Like I took Bjorkstrand, Seattle's one of them. Yeah, Carolina, mm-hmm. Nashville, Ottawa, Tampa, or sorry, not Tampa, Vegas, uh, Chicago, Pittsburgh, and Jersey. So there's definitely some options. I'm back on the clock here. I've been talking and not thinking about who I'm going to pick. <laughs> uh, I think I was looking at another, uh, it's pretty much just best player available for me at this point. Uh, could be a guy like, did we get Boone Jenner off? No, I think it might be a Boone Jenner, Boone Jenner pick here. <laughs> Papa Boone. I think I'm going to do that center left wing. It's hard to beat that. I can feel Blake's excitement right now. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Probably a little late for his liking, but you know. Yeah, way too late for a guy as beautiful as Boone Jenner. But it's okay. He's being drafted. We're not leaving him undrafted, Blake. We wouldn't yeah. do that to you. We're not leaving him out there to dry completely. So, <laughs> ooh, yeah, Brian Roscoe's. He was, he was the guy yeah. I was, I was thinking about taking. Yeah, he's definitely on the on the board for me. It might be a Bjork Strand pick here for me as well, just for those quick off nights to start the mm-hmm. year, and then uh, I'll get him off the off the roster uh, after that. So that sums up my team at this point and we'll bring it back around to finish off with you Um, yeah so yeah just to sum up after your forsling pick we went bunting zaka lee orlov taylor hall own power i got boone jenner brian russ came york on the turn i took bjork strand and now we're coming back through the 17th for the final round uh last thoughts here hutch on your final pick where are you going yeah, I'm thinking streamer right now. Um, at the top of my list, I have Burkowski as a left-wing, right-wing eligible player. Seattle's got those three nights. It looks like other people are thinking streamer too because I'm seeing Lucas Reichel going off the board. Um, and then, yeah, Reichel's interesting, although he's not going to play with Bedard 5v5. And there's i mean there's question whether or not he's even going to play in the top power play so that is that i've i've definitely been holding back from getting too excited about reichel because i need him to have some bedard in his life for me to be interested (laughs) but uh riley smith is another guy that's on the board still that i'm i'm pretty interested in um because he'll be playing with malkin right uh so I like that, and actually, as a stack, because I got Malkin earlier. But, but I mean, he's probably just going to be a streamer uh, for early in the week because I think Pittsburgh has Pittsburgh's another team that has two early games. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. So, Friday. So I'm thinking Smith or Burakovsky with my last pick here. Yep. Robert Thomas goes off the board. Yeah, I was looking at uh, our boy Rana there. We've obviously been in on, but St. Louis doesn't have that great schedule to start. They've only got the one game before the Saturday. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Saturday, I can go that route. Maybe later on, I'll be interested in some Vrana, but 
couldn't pull the trigger for my last pick here. Um, oh yeah, Nick is asking, could we show the goalie stats one more time? We'll show them here. Wins, five. Goals against, minus three. Saves, 0.6. Shutouts, three. So definitely there's some some weight to be had here with the wins if uh if that's what you're if that's what you're into drafting goalies i don't know who's into that kind of stuff i don't know now i'm like is burakovsky even healthy is he healthy yet i have honestly not seen her i don't know now i'm now i'm not sure burakovsky it says on September 21st, it said he's listed to practice Thursday as Kraken Open training camp. So I'm guessing it's probably fine, but he's still listed as NA, which is kind of weird. But uh, I'm sure that'll that'll probably fix itself. You know what? I'm just going to go for it. Burakovsky. Yeah. There we go. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, if I need to drop him, it's it's not a big deal. Kuzmenko. <laughs> Kuzmenko with <laughs> goes 202nd. Yep. That's yeah, actually that's, pretty surprising. That's a pretty solid fade on Kuzmenko. Yeah. Checking to see where I had him. Because he really had not come up on my radar. Me neither. I, I I regressed him decently hard. Yeah, he was he was still pretty far down. He doesn't shoot, man. Like it's yeah. a problem. He doesn't hit or block. Like in this league, that's a problem. So um yeah, kind of makes sense from that perspective, to be honest with you. Yeah. Brent Clark, the last round pick there. Oh, interesting. interesting. You know, okay, okay. I did want to say, and maybe this is maybe this is a bad time to talk about it, but I'm not sure if you've been seeing the line the line rushes from Anaheim. I talked about it a little bit in the Pacific Division preview that we did last week, but Olin Zellweger looks like he may be their power play one quarterback this year. That'd be pretty sweet. Which is very interesting. Uh, so, and he's a guy that's just not no. He's on no one's radar right now. So, like, put him on your watch list if you're watching this stream right now. Put him on your watch list. I feel like this is he's he's a guy that may uh, that may surprise some people. They they keep pairing him with Radko Gudis, which makes me think that they're like giving him a legitimate shot at making the lineup. Uh, usually, when they're pairing, when they keep pairing you you with a guy that's definitely going to be in the lineup it usually means that you're probably going to be there too so uh yeah i i like the prospects of of olin zellweger uh this year for sure all right well why don't we run through our teams here um you want to start or you want me to start with mine you go for it all right so for my team here the way it shook out in the end um i've got matthews jt miller at center i've got gensel and bolby at left wing Batherson and shakes out with Bjorkstrand being slotted into that right wing spot. I've got some flexibility to move some guys around, so it probably won't work out like that every day, but it's the way it is for now. My defensemen are Dougie Hamilton, Chris Letang, Zach Wierenski, and Mike Matheson. My util spot right now has got Philip Forsberg in it. On the bench, I've got Ehlers, Sam Bennett. I've got Aaron Ekblad, who I'm going to throw in IR and pick up someone else for a first week stream. And Boone Jenner. My goalies are Grubauer and Corpusalo. I am pretty happy with this team overall. It's a little bit different of a format, so it feels uh, a little bit strange, I guess, in some spots where I kind of prioritize towards the peripherals and away from the stats, like JT Miller being a case. 
Um, you know, Batherson goes higher in a format like this as well. Gensel even, Latang. Um, so there's a little bit of that going on, and so that might feel a little bit different than uh, a little bit more of your standard points league. But um, overall, I'm really happy uh, with this squad. I think there's a lot of upside. A lot of upside here with the guys like Ehlers and Bennett and Boldy and Batherson. And then I stayed committed to the Zero G, and I got a couple guys uh, who are going to start on teams that I feel will at least be competitive this year, if not, um, you know, upper end echelon <laughs> playoff teams necessarily, but should be pretty competitive this year and should get some wins. So overall, I think I'm pretty happy. I give myself a solid B+. How about you, Josh? What are you looking at with yours? I would actually give yours a little... I, I would give you a higher grade than that, to be honest. I, I actually like your team better than mine. Um, but nonetheless, I nonetheless, I am still happy with, with how things shook out. I've got Stamkos and Hints at center. Uh, Kaprizov, Nikchushkin in the left wing slots. Tuck and Terry in the right wings. I've got Yossi Carlson, John Carlson, that is. Jacob Chikrin, Bowen Byram as my D. Evgeny Malkin in the util slot. And then on my bench, I've got Carter Verhage, Arturi Lekkinen, Gustav Forsling, and then Andre Burakovsky just as a streamer. And then a goalie, uh, Sergei Bobrovsky and <laughs> Vili Huso. So, uh, yeah, pretty happy with this. I, I think, again, like kind of like you mentioned, um, just with the way that the peripherals were were weighted in this scoring system, it does feel a little bit weird. Um, so I'm I'm looking at my roster, being like, this doesn't feel like a Josh roster so much, but in some ways it does. Um, but yeah, I mean, there there are still some some names where I'm like, oh yeah, I have you in in a number of places, but uh, yeah, it do, it does still feel a little bit strange, especially at the top of the draft. Um, but yeah, I, I think I'm pretty okay with the way it, it turned out sure all right well that has been it it's been a fun draft i'm really excited to see how this league turns out actually uh, yeah me too there's, there's gonna be a lot of good back and forth hopefully we'll have some time to come back to it throughout the year and check in with how it's going hopefully josh and i are one two in the standings all season long we all know that i will emerge victorious but josh you can be a runner-up and we'll uh, <laughs> for you, okay we'll see we'll see <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Well, if you've been with us this entire time, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. If you can while you're here, uh, like, subscribe, uh, give us a review if you're on the podcast app or wherever you're at. We would really appreciate that. It really does help us out. But uh, that's going to be it for this one. Thanks for following along. Much love.